Greetings. I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. What's up, Flockers? Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Joining us on Twitch, and welcome to Here to Chew Bubblegum, episode 81. I want to start off and say that I am sorry that uh, the episode 80 was not up on the YouTube page earlier this week. It will be coming up this week. That's my fault. I'm having, I'm struggling with the program that I was using to send stuff to you. So we'll get that figured out yeah. today. So I do apologize about that. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's no that. problem. What well, usually I, I also put the audio and video portion up. Um, I was not able to put the audio portion up last week. I was out of town. I traveled to short farms. You did. And may I add, it was an adventure. I was, uh, uh, I was uh, accompanied by Mr. Bolin Cox and uh, someone very close to me that we're going to call Doc. And when we first got there, Bolin tried to milk the chickens. And I had to tell him, you can't milk chickens. And then he said, you can milk anything with nipples. Chickens don't have nipples. That is that is what I told him. The uh, pizza that you guys ordered, man, that was delicious. That was like circa 1992 Papa John's back when it was good. Back before it was racist. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. But you, but you can't say that now because isn't like the uh, the chairperson or spokesperson um, Shaquille O'Neal? I don't know. I don't have cable TV. <laughs> well, what is funny is is the week that I stayed down there when me and uh, my uh, partner that was with me, Doc, when we checked out of the hotel on Friday. He was like, did you turn your TV on all week? I'm like, no, no, I did not. He's like, I didn't either. And it, and it's odd how people really don't watch TV anymore. So I did I did a whole video on this, and I got, I got some shit for it, but I did a whole video on this, and Ship and I talk about this quite a bit, is we are the media now, right? Like, people wake up on Sunday mornings, they're not watching the news, they're watching Here to Chew Bubblegum, they're watching the ship show, they're coming to Mingo Moments. Like they're they're picking out their favorite creators because we are the media now. We are the news. I can I know that I can drop something in my chat and get real time updates from Australia, from England, from anywhere, right? Because there's actually people there that are gonna be honest and tell the truth about it. And we don't have to rely on the mainstream media anymore because they're a bunch of fucking quacks anyway. You know, you, you, shut down. you you actually touched on something there that I've been thinking for probably the last couple of weeks. I mean, you know, you still have Hollywood movies that come out, and there's, you know, probably some coming out that I would like to see. But as far as, like, 10 years ago in 2012, when you had, like, you know, these Hollywood 
stars and uh, celebrities, and 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 people were you know were like if they got a chance to meet him, they were all excited. I'm not like that way now. I get excited when I meet people from TikTok who right? I really look up to. I mean that that ha- I mean uh, because I have met you know uh, some some uh, celebrities in the past, and I get the same feeling when I meet these TikTokers that I look up to that put out great content. And people may say, "Oh, you're you're old, you're crazy," but they're real. They are real. And, you know, I, lo- I love doing this show, number one, because we're real. We don't try to hide anything. We don't hold back. Uh, and Dirty Dan may have uh, banned uh, the queen from the radio show for not holding back. And by the way, that was Dirty Dan. That was not me. You were not banned. The only thing I said was it took three no, hours she banned to edit a radio show. You took you made it seem where are you? Which way do I have to look? I have to look this way because it's backwards. <laughs> Dirty Dan. Wrong way. No. No, this is correct. This is good. No, I have to look this way for the other ones that I do because it's flipped. It doesn't matter. Anyway, listen, though. You told me you were like, you make it really difficult for Goose because he has to jot down all the times that no, you no, no. swear that you swear and you say all these things that aren't allowed on the radio and you only have a limited amount of time and you're not allowed to rant and do all these other things. I said, fuck it then, I'm not gonna do it. I said maybe three of those words, and she still said, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. And the only thing I said, and I said it as a joke, I said, it took three hours to edit a radio show. That was it. That was all that I said. Well, Goose, now I can save you some editing time. Go to the comments. Yes, yes. And we have a lot of great comments coming up. Um, My hubs. <laughs> you know, and, uh, when we met the and, Queen and Dirty Dan after the initial ten seconds, it was like we knew each other for years. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I, I was the same way when I met you guys last year. You know, I was all excited. I wanted everything to go good. Uh, you know, we were at Applebee's. I told the waitress that uh, Rebecca had just got out of prison after ten and I years. Totally ran with it. Yes, I totally and and, ran with it. and she totally ran with it. And uh, when we when we finished our meal, I dared her to take the Applebee's cup as we left. And guess what? She took, took the two. Applebee's cup. <laughs> so. I wasn't even trying to hide it. I was literally drinking it as we walked outside. And they're like, have a nice night. I'm like, you too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, you know, we, I mean, I, uh, Doc is so looking forward to Flockfest. I know Bolin is looking forward to Flockfest. What did you guys think about meeting Bolin in person? I'm looking forward to Flockfest. I I can't I can't say anything without ruining it. I can't say anything without You must have It was, it was surreal. <laughs> there we go. Okay. That's how I'm gonna do it. Okay. Okay. Dirty Dan, what about you? Hello, gang. <laughs> Bolin is just one of those guys. He is a good-hearted guy, great sense of humor. He could honestly be writing for a comedy television show. He is a comic yeah, just, genius. Just wait till you hear the email he sent me. Now, he oh he uh, he uh, told me. He, he didn't tell me what it was about. He's like, you may not even want to read it. I'm like, dude, we'll, 
we will read it, you know. Have you listened to the show? Have you listened to some of the emails that we read? He's like, this is a little bit controversial. I'm like, we will read it. Uh, before we get to the email, uh, we did have a listener named Sean. What was that, Dirty what? Dan? I said, well, I guess that's why his email got sent to me then. Well, maybe he just wanted you to read it. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, because it's controversial. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we get started with the email, we did did have a listener named Sean that called the show phone and left a story uh, that his grandmother told him. uh, It is about Gravedigger. Uh, so I am going to go ahead and play that right now. Great PSA, not the monster, the monster truck. truck. This is not the monster truck. Not the monster truck. Because that's immediately where I went. Yeah. No, this is not the monster truck. And uh, I'm going to leave our mics open as this plays. If you guys want me to pause it, if you have any questions, we can discuss it or we can discuss it after. But, uh, again, this is submitted from Here to Chew Bubblegum listener Sean. Hey guys, this is a story that my grandma and my uncle told me. When I was a boy, me and my grandma was talking something about, about Bigfoot we seen on the TV. But anyway, she mentioned a, some type of creature she heard about when she was a little girl called a grave digger. Well, the details, what she said was kind of vague. I was about, uh, I'll say eight year old, maybe 10th most. But I remember saying it walked upright, had red eyes, and had thin uh, white hair on it. Then uh, several years later, I was talking to my uncle. He was talking about how uh, his grandpa, Sylvan, was coming home one day, and there was some type of a uh, creature got after him. He said it, it was a, he described it as a white fatty thing come out of the hill, and it spooked his horse. That horse took off in a dead sprint, And whatever this thing was, kept pace with his horse the whole time. So Grandpa pulled his revolver out, emptied six uh, six rounds into it, never never did phase the thing. Then it ran up in the hills, never did see it again. He always said he never knew what the thing was or where it came from, but I reckon he talked about that till the day he died. But I know Grandpa's like stories too, so hope y'all enjoyed it. And, uh, I have a couple more I'm pondering on sharing with y'all, but I kind of need to work up the nerve to do it. Oh, this took place at um, a Sugar Camp Branch, uh, Long Fork of Virgie, back about, uh, I want to say early 20, late 20s, early 30s, about when this took place. Hope y'all found this interesting. Rosa Weld. And I want to say thank you very much, Sean, for sharing that story with us. Now, that's actually Pike County, the area that he's talking about. And, uh, you know, we've talked about Bigfoot some on the show. I think it is possible. I, I, I think there is a lot of forest out west in, in the United States that no man has still ever really set foot in. And uh, there you have it. Wow, that is a picture of Gravedigger. And uh, what would you do if, if you saw that at uh, midnight? I'm muted. I got it. I, I I hit the button. I was just I was just googling stuff and trying to find something other than the monster truck. <laughs> that is, I mean, and 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 that's white in color, and right. uh, that's it, the closest thing I found to the description. We and hopefully before the end of the year, I know we're still in May. Hopefully before the end of the year, we will have like a Bigfoot segment or a Bigfoot discussion or. 
hey, uh, maybe a Bigfoot hunter on the show. You know, I've always been fascinated. Um, <laughs> uh, Angela, the chick, says I'm not that photogenic in that picture, Goose. <laughs> very funny. Very funny. Um, you know, I, I've always been fascinated more with Loch Ness Monster, the Loch Ness Monster, than I have Bigfoot. You know, that's just me. But if you look at it, Bigfoot has been spotted all around the world. And you're in central Kentucky. Yes. In my bedroom, there's one on the screen right now. Yes, 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 there is. What's your guys' thoughts on uh, Gravedigger? And you guys watching on Twitch, what's your thoughts? I saw some people say that, you know, uh, skimwalkers, and that's... that's Yeah, we're not going to say that word and speak it into existence. Why? Because I'm big on manifesting, and I'm also very, like, I understand how demons work, and I'm not going to uh-huh. say their names or what they are. Gotcha. So we're gotcha. not going to, because there's also been some very interesting things on our property that mm-hmm. have. Yes, yes. Now, the, the, very well. now, there is a television show called The Secret of, I can't think of the what, what the rest of it is called. Can you guys help me out, Dirty Dan and Rebecca? The Secret <laughs> of. Skinwalker Ranch. Ah, ha, ha. He said it. I got him to what? say it. What do you say? I, it's Skinwalker Ranch. I knew. I knew. I knew right from the get go. <laughs> oh, I went to Traveling Pants. Oh, that's the Sisterhood. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, let's see. Uh, go. Can you click on that last comment there? There you go. There's all kinds of shit all in the Appalachia. That that is definitely true. From. Uh, People on meth that don't have teeth drinking <laughs> Mountain Holler. We have all kinds so, of strange boys. creatures back here. <laughs> oh, well, you want to get started on listener email, guys? I'll go ahead and start us out. Okay, uh, the first one this week is from Reed. It says, hey, Goose, Dirty Dan, and Rebecca, I'm loving the ear candy the new shows are providing. You guys are great. First, I want to thank you again for producing here to Chew Bubblegum. I'm an addict. It seems that each show is better than the last. Second, and I don't know why I'm sharing this, but it's been on my mind, uh, and I always listen to my inside voice. Hopefully, if someone finds themselves in a dark place, this may help. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Until next time, peace and love, Roswell. Thank you very much, Reed, for writing in, and uh, I always love to hear from Reed. He's always got the uh, positive comments that really make you think. Can I add to that? Yes, please. I really like I really like the the last line there. It's never too late to be what you might have what you might have been. And I always speak about this too, like when people are like, "Oh, I have to start over," and and I've been in that position many times, or I feel like I have to start over. But you're Me not too. you're not starting over from scratch. You're starting over from experience, and you only fail when you stop. Now, new and improved. <laughs> I will tell you a funny story real quick. Once I was starting over. And I went away from the weekend to let the other party, you know, move stuff out. And uh, so on the way back to uh, where I lived at, I stopped at the grocery store. You know, being being single at the time, I got a bunch of microwave, uh, microwave stuff, cans of tuna. I go home. There's my microwave. I'm hungry. Uh, and I think I'm going to eat. Well, no, actually, the microwave was gone. So then I think I'll eat a can of tuna. So... The can opener was gone. <laughs> then I think I'll get a bowl of cereal. I had no bowls. So, 
Oh, I just you got real creative then. It's like yes. giving a stoner weed and a lighter and nothing to smoke yes. out of. They try now, to become engineers. Now, I have actually saw people before, and uh, this comes from the cookie factory. I've saw people before count out garbage bags and light bulbs when they're when they're taking their property. Oh. Seriously, yeah, you want to seriously. split half of everything? I'm going to take the racks out of the oven, okay? I'm going to take those shelves out of the fridge, right? I'm going to make your life real difficult. I'm going to take all of your left shoes, right? Half of everything, okay? <laughs> I'm going to take the bottom of the mattress, right? Like half of all of it. It's going to be real difficult. You're going to go to do laundry. I'm going to take the door to the washer. You know what I'm saying? Like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, and then I... I I'll be honest, I didn't know what to think when they started counting out light bulbs and garbage bags. You know, I thought, this is ridiculous. So, uh, Diva Dan, you want to go ahead with your, uh, you want to go ahead with your e next email there? And uh, this guy, I don't think he's ever wrote in before because I would remember that name. It's redneck as hell, but I love it. It's redneck as hell. Yeah. P. Jed Jedi, you you don't think that's like a redneck name? No. P. Jed, yes, it is. P. Jed Jedi. P. Jed Jedi. Jed, the Beverly Hillbillies, you know, country redneck. It was no I grew disrespect. Up with a kid named Jed. How about we just read the email? Okay. Uh, right. I, Simmer down, there, I, princess. I, I am going to pull a dirty damn before we read the email. That was me shaking my head that I agree with Rebecca. Read the email. All right. This question is for Luke Fugit or anyone else that can help me. I'm a long-time listener, but this is my first time writing in. My computer speakers are picking up radio waves. I hear mail talking nonstop as if something is playing continuously 24-7. It is a shortwave radio or something else. I'm really curious as to why something like this is happening. If anyone else has experienced this, please write into sh the show and share your story. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that yeah he's he's uh, experiencing someone nearby with a tooted up ham radio or shortwave radio that that could be but uh <clears throat> you can also pick up baby monitors as well. I just I flashed through the American Dad episode with Stan goes into the TV <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know. I um I uh, love that username PJ Jedi. Thank you very much for writing in. I will pass that along to Luke Fugit. Um, there's there's also like remember back in the day when we had landlines and you would like be talking on the phone and you would hear somebody because the lines would get crossed and you'd hear somebody else's uh, conversation. How many times does that happen on my phone? On your cell phone now too. Yeah, yeah but I'm talking like old school landlines, right? <laughs> and it also happens on cell phones too, like. There's something weird that's happening. Like Tony, you you listening? Tony, what are you doing? My my CIA agent, FBI, three letter HGTV, whatever. But um, also the other weird thing that happened to me. Remember when I was working at that barn in Lexington, and my I was trying to play my music, and there was some other computer that had hacked my Spotify and was stealing my music and like rearranging my playlist and playing different music, and it kept switching from my phone to their speaker and like i kept removing the device and it kept coming back it was wow. the weirdest thing yeah, that's happened like five different times to you though yeah hmm 
that that so, that is definitely interesting yeah. that, that it's happened that many times to you. Um, and it was only at that barn. Like it was somebody and like it's local only Spotify. And, and it was only Spotify. Yeah. As uh, as uh, uh, Karma commented there, especially on the old cordless phones, that's where I picked up a baby monitor of uh, some neighbors that used to live near me years and years and years ago uh, because they were discussing, you know, let's get hamburgers for dinner. No, I don't want hamburgers. I want hot dogs. And Dirty Dan, go ahead. Angela, I was on your live when my phone did that too before, remember? No, you were on my live and you were like, it's picking up somebody else's. And you were oh, like, and it was and Angela's. Then it was That's Angela's. Right. Yeah. I tried to watch one of her lives yesterday, and my internet at home kept cutting out. Uh, I've also been having problems. Has anybody else been having problems with their cell phone? If you have AT and T, we don't have AT and T. I have Verizon. Okay. T Mobile. We're uh, like the struggle's real. Like the struggle is real. There's so many frequency wars that are happening right now in the fucking whatever verse that they're in. That it's, I think that there's so many things just constantly like bouncing off and pinging off of each other that I can't, I can't hold a signal for shit. Sometimes my box works over here. Sometimes I got to move it over to the other side. Well, sometimes I, I got to hold my phone, right? Like if you stand two feet on my porch. Sometimes it needs the lights off and a glass of red wine. You got to move. Well, th- th- that's like earlier in the week when I was in flocking headquarters, when I was actually inside, I had two bars on my cell phone. When I stepped to the door. Without going outside, I had full service, full yeah. service. Yeah, two inches to the left, right? You got to move. And I was remember I was trying to show you something on my phone. I was like, "You're standing in my service spot. I got to yeah, get over here." Yeah, yeah. So I had to move out of your service spot, uh, or order pizza. I had to. I had to sit in one yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's legitimate the struggle's thing. Struggles real. Oh, uh, Rebecca, do you want to take the next email? And I'm sure Dirty yeah. Dan. We can watch his head grow as she reads this email. Oh Careful your ego doesn't bump the mic. Um, well, let me just Dirty take my Dan- headphones off so it don't hurt. <laughs> so Dirty Dan fan. Hello. I guess you can tell by my username that I'm a huge Dirty Dan fan. I'd like to know what Dirty Dan's favorite conspiracy theory is and if he believes it. Roswell. Yeah. Pigeons. Fucking pigeons. So you- what is your conspiracy theory about pigeons? They're not real. They got batteries in them. Do you really believe All that? Pigeons? Out of all the conspiracy theories, Roswell, JFK, Project Blue Book, you choose pigeons. I don't know. See, all those aren't conspiracy theories to me because there's facts and, and, and proven okay. things behind them. The pigeon Touché. thing hasn't been proved to me yet, and I'm still waiting for the green light to sh- to get that fat one that comes into the shop and shits all over my toolbox um, immobilized so I can tear into it. Because so going to Philadelphia for many, many years – Seen the the city of pigeons, ain't never seen a baby pigeon, and there's some weird shit that follows them. So you and well, somebody actually commented, you know. So you actually believe birds or drones? Now, do you do you think all, no, birds, all birds or, or birds. just pigeons? Pigeons. Okay. Pigeons. Hmm. I have heard that. Oh theory. my god. I have heard that theory. Um, Dirty Dan. Hmm. I got I I got I got something for you. I got, I am looking forward to oh, this. No, no, no. Oh my! Oh my, Lanta! Again, Dirty Dan. The conspiracy theory that he chooses is pigeons aren't real. See, I am. I am lighting this ready? fucking here's comment a, section up. Here's what a baby pigeon looks like. Bullshit! That's a fucking dinosaur. 
Nope, that is a baby pigeon. I actually saw one. Uh, there was a guy back home here named it Ollie. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. I don't believe that's a baby pigeon. I mean, that's what it, that's what the internet says. So it must be true then, right? Oops. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. So the ugly. the uh, pigeons, yes, they are ugly. So, do you think that they have cameras in them, or the government or some agency watches people? What's the purpose of the secret pigeons? Probably similar to spy drones that they, you know, okay. fly over the pond in other countries. Okay. It just, drones can get across the ocean a lot faster than the bird can. And when we're on there, you know, because the U.S. government is just a bunch of domestic terrorists. So, um, there I said it. I'm on a watch list. I don't care. Um they have to be very inconspicuous to spy on us here because... Uh, Dirty Dan know. the Pigeon Man. <laughs> no. No. Have you ever barbecued a pigeon? If so, what does it taste like? No, and I'm trying to. Would Would you really eat a barbecued pigeon? Well, it depends on how many batteries fall out of it when it cut its guts out. <laughs> if it's less than four, then yes. So... Do you think that the government has a satellite capability to come down right now if you were standing out in your yard and, and zero in and get a real-time photo of you? Do you think they have that capability just by punching I mean, in coordinates I, and so forth? I 100% know they do. Okay. Then, you have Google Earth. Like then, you, can, you can do like a street view of your house. Right. Then, then, no, what, not ours. then, then what would the purpose of the pigeons be? Because real-time satellite space photo shit can't hear what you're talking about. If they exist. Hmm. Space is a theory. Well, that was a great question from Dirty Dan fan. And you, honestly, when I read that, I did not expect that answer. But you you said that like you didn't hesitate. And I, whatsoever. I am, I, I will be honest, I am going to look into that just a little bit more to see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some research on that because that's definitely. See, and, and before someone says, well, that's what they have cell phones for is listening to you. That's great. But um, especially if you got T-Mobile and you're in the rural area, you never know whether you're going to have service or you're not. So, you know, if they lose audio feed on you, um, guess what? There's still pigeons all around. They can still hear you. That is true. Now, I understand you have one, the, the Bowling Cox email, but before you get to that, Rebecca had her hand raised. Do you have a question? I, have, I, do, I do have a question. I, I, so if they always have service on our phones, right, and even if we lose service, if I have no fucking service whatsoever, how can I still call 911? Mm, that's a very good question. Um. You can't if you lose service. You can't call nine one one. If you don't have service, you can still call nine one one. I don't think you can back here, um, in in my neck of the woods. Uh, I do know. I I do know that in well, there there is a technology out there that if you do have an emergency and you've lost service, nine one one. You are correct. We'll go through. I don't know if that's available everywhere, but there's some kind of booster from the nearest cell phone that it pings. It even pings off 
let's say that you were near an AT&T tower. Hit, hit goes that way. So, oh, no. I'm going to no. find no service, and I'm going to try and call someone and it not work, and then I'm going to call 911 and then immediately hang up. Really? What, just make sure you do it where you live at down there. Don't, don't come back here and do it where I live at. I'll go everywhere. No, 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 no. No. Dirty Dan, I'm leaving for a couple days. I got to go do a uh, secret road trip searching service operation. <laughs> now that everybody knows about it, not such a secret. Knows what secret? It's not a secret road trip mission she's going on now that everybody knows why. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, Dirty Dan. Yeah. Yeah, Dirty Dan. You two are pathetic. Yeah. All right. So we got an email from Bolin here. Um, it's a long one and it's a doozy, and that's what she said. It's titled Abort, Abort. Oh, I can already tell what this is going to be about. Hello, gang. Well, as many of you may already know, I went far on the trail this past week and had the pleasure of visiting short farms, and I can't begin to tell you the hospitality Dirty Dan and Queen Rebecca showed me. I even had my very own chauffeur and escort because Goose and his son, Doc, I'll say Doc. There you go. Uh, came and picked me up because, just Bowen's luck, 45 miles from short farms, my wagon broke a wheel. There's not many people like y'all out there on the trail. <laughs> And I was lucky not only to be saved by Goose and Son, but Dirty Dan was also able to tow the wagon in and get me a wheel put back on. You guys will be glad to know I made it back on and in the thick of the trail. I've pulled the wagon over in a clearing just so I could write this email. <clears throat> oh, boy. As I write this right now, two groundhogs are about 60 yards out in this field that I'm parked in, uh, in front of having doggy-style sex. It's a beautiful thing to watch. <laughs> But wait, there's more. This brings me to the topic of interest this week for Here to Chew Bubblegum Gang and the listeners. How many times in your life have you seen two animals going at it like there's an asteroid the size of Montana headed towards us? How come animals can fuck right out in the open, but uh, uh, if us humans try to do it, we as a society have decided that it is worthy for a small stint in the slammer? It just baffles my mind that we've come so far as a species, but we have some of the dumbest ideologies when it comes to laws and rules. Making love is a natural thing, yet somehow we have appointed people to lead us who say we can't perform this act in public that God himself came up with for us to do to procreate his creation. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that it was probably some small prick boy in charge who saw a cod dragger one day out in the pasture laying it wrong hard. Laws and rules in general, I believe, stem from some bitch with a tiny peen. <laughs> so hard to read <laughs> now <coughs> oh boy. these centimeter peters want to reverse a law that's been in place for the last 50 years even in the case of rape and incest these giant clip packing lawmakers have decided that women should carry said spawn till full term because their white Jesus God would want it that way not to mention if the mother's life is at risk and the decision must be made well to these one inch pinches <laughs> there's no decision these are the same quarter-inch killers that decided to send all our money overseas instead of investing it in us. And it just so happens we are in the middle of a baby formula shortage here at home. It's like these cocktail wieners motto is save the children, then starve the little bastards. It's actually, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you guys and all the listeners right now how I feel about these purple nozzled yogurt slingers. <laughs> Fuck all these waffle dolphins. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've had it with these shows running our day. 
day-to-day lives the way they see this as it fits their agenda. I guess this is just one man's opinion. I mean, hell, of course it is. If others felt that way or the same way, maybe injustices would not continue. Maybe we would take some of the billions of dollars being sent out of the country and put it towards solving one of our actual problems, like homelessness. But due to the dingleberries who are actually in charge and making decisions that at the end of the day only affects all of us because, let's face it, folks, all these hung-like-a-horse-fly lawmakers are immune to their own shit. Where does this stop? Will it ever? Until next time, Roswell, Bull and Cox. P.S. Dirty Dan. <clears throat> when Marcia Sue Jane found out that I had visited Short Farm, she got so mad that she busted a, a blood vessel on her forehead and sold her Uber driver's back seat. Had to drop out of her chess boxing tournament. Don't worry, though. She'll be okay. Sally Jean Sue has enrolled her in the trail's upcoming extreme ironing competition. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Mr. Bowling Cox, for writing in. Uh, we had a lot of great comments pop up on the screen as uh, you were reading that. Uh, and, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to this, I still get pissed that our government gave $40 billion to Ukraine. Take care of your people back here first. I mean, honestly, hey. what the hell is wrong with these people? Not, I, I'm not defending this guy at all. But fuck the Senate and or Congress in general because they actually sent eight billion more dollars over than Sleepy Joe requested. So it's forty-eight billion dollars total. No, he requested thirty. Or I'm sorry, eleven billion. He requested thirty-three. They sent forty-four. Oh, I mean, just imagine how much that we could really do for people that are really in need. Not not these lazy asses that can work and choose not to. The people that really need it. We could help these people. But no, no, we're taking care of other people I'm, first. That makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. This, this is a, a, a new conspiracy theory coming to me that... Uh, you know, $44 billion to acquire a platform that is supposed to be for free speech that adamantly denies being free speech ridden. Yeah. Well, we have one comment there from uh, one of my favorite TikTokers. And then the government, after mocking the whole Elon Musk spending that money on Twitter instead of fighting world hunger and peace, then sends that exact same amount over to a country that is not the good guy. Yeah, but Elon Musk, he gets to keep that money because the deal didn't go through or he backed out. or it's No, it's on hold because he is exposing the uh, fraud in Twitter right now is, is what it, what's going on. Rebecca? Here's my thing. Oh, God, I've got to... Mm, I... First of all, the, the whole fraud thing on Twitter and TikTok and Twitch, or not Twitch, what's the other one? Truth. All that shit, right? Okay, and then with the voting and the 2,000 mules. and uh, Great, we know that there's fraud. We know that this shit is happening. We don't need more people exposing it. We need fucking solutions. Stop talking about the problem unless you're going to come up with a solution for it or actually do something about it. That is what Elon's trying to do. We'll see. Um, uh, You know how I feel about Elon. As far as with the the formula thing and all of the money going over to Ukraine and the crates of baby formula that are getting shipped to the fucking border and then simultaneously 
all of this shit happening with Roe versus Wade. Here's the, here's the thing is that the, this, and here's what I'm going to say about this is it is a woman's fucking choice. I believe that there should be an early cutoff date, but at the end of the day, it's a woman's choice. And that decision is her own between her partner and her medical provider and nobody else's goddamn business. It's not something that needs to be celebrated. It's not something that needs to be discussed. It's not anybody's business. And if you completely remove abortions, you're going to be causing more problems than you're solving. And it's going to lead to bigger medical issues. It's going to lead to so many other other big problems and i feel like these people that are so anti-abortion they're just they're just advocating for the pregnancy they don't give a fuck about the kids because there's still all of these kids in foster care there's still all of these kids in orphanages that don't have anybody and you're worried about what a woman's decision is making on a baby that isn't even born yet why aren't we helping these kids now if you really care about the children then help these fucking kids you know uh, and I may get some heat from this. If so, I've always said you don't have to listen to the show. Um, I totally agree with you 110% on what you just said. Years ago, my opinion was on the fence. Um, but nobody has any right to tell anybody what to do with their own body. Uh, if you're going to make rules and tell people to wear masks, that's, that is affecting their body you have no right to do either one and i think the government needs to worry more about taking care of its citizens and its people than trying to play god and dictate what we can and cannot do uh, because i completely agree that's bullshit and, you know and the, and the money that we're sending overseas, we should <laughs> we shouldn't be sending any money anywhere until all of our debts are paid here. And by all of our debts, we should have nobody on the streets. This the streets of Detroit shouldn't look like a fucking World War II war zone. Okay, they look worse. I, I know, I know. But for arguments, right? Like we shouldn't have hungry children. We shouldn't have parents suffering and struggling to make fucking ends meet because you've just jacked up the fucking cost of living without touching anybody's pay, right? Like there's, there's so many issues. We should not be sending money anywhere, anywhere until we're taking care of our own people. And the whole, I saw the comment about the, the vets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our vets, <laughs> if you went over and fought for our country, first of all, I think that you should be allowed to buy a pack of smokes and drink a beer, depending, regardless of your age. If you have a military exactly. ID, you deserve a fucking smoke and a drink, right? Second, I also agree that they should have the the top medical care for when they come back. They shouldn't be homeless. They should be... Yes, Dirty Dan. No, after you're done, I want to oh. say something. And, and the reason that this is, and this is where this is where I go with it on the other side, is they want to keep they want to keep everybody sick. They want to keep everybody in, under control and everybody dependent on on meds and on the system and on the government. But the reason that they keep vets particularly so sick and weak when they come back because a they're withdrawing from the meds that they gave them is they know all the secrets they know how to operate all the machinery they know how to go to war and they don't want them teaming up with the rest of us because that would be a real bad thing for the government right so they keep them sick and weak so that they can't ever fight back <clears throat> definitely That's it. I'm, so i'll step down off my soapbox now so just the the whole veteran thing it's not like it's not like it's just in one spot or another, and it's not like it's just one generation of vets. Um, yesterday, 
after work, I went to the grocery store and there was an elderly gentleman who was just lost and hurting. And I wound up going up to him. I said, you know, sir, can, can I help you with anything? Um, and, and it wound up turning into me just walking around the store with him for 45 minutes, toting around his packs of Gatorade he was trying to find and, and looking for. He's a Vietnam vet. He's terminally ill. He's got no one and can't afford any hospice care or anything. So he still has to come out on his own to try and get the stuff that he needs because no one else will do it for him. So I just walked around the store with him and I was a friend to him and I helped him because it's the least I could do. I shouldn't have had to do that. He shouldn't have been in a position to, to, to need that. He served overseas two and a half years in Vietnam. Killed Lord knows how many people. Saw shit that no, no human being should have to see. Dealt with shit no human being should have to see. And has nothing left. Well, you know, as the, as the comment says there, you know, good man, Dirty Dan. Uh, thank you for doing that. You know, uh, I would have done the same thing if I was there. There's there's a lot of people that, that wouldn't, you know, and that's what's sad about this world. You get a lot of people on these social media platforms that waste their energy on writing negative comments and being yeah. negative all the time. Why? Why? Why waste your energy on being negative? If you have that much energy, go out and do something good to help mankind. You know. Just fucking be a friend for someone. So being miserable and being happy take the same amount of energy. Yeah. Yeah, they it do. Take, it takes the same amount of energy. They do. They do. Uh you know, this is, I mean, we're 42 minutes in on the podcast, and I have loved this. I've been excited about this show. I, I, I knew from the get-go this was going to be a uh, different here at Chew Bubblegum, and I, I love this because I even had two stories later on in segment one picked out, and uh, one that I'm going with is more of a history lesson, I guess, and, and me standing up on a soapbox. Um, I do want to thank everyone that sent the emails and uh, the voice message. Thank you very much, Sean. Don't forget, you can always call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396. That's 606-373-3396. Or how can they email Dirty Dan? Oh, they can email you at goose at here at chewbubblegum.com. They can email Dirty Dan at here at chewbubblegum.com. They can email Rebecca at here to chewbubblegum.com. Or they can email into the show netter Elliot at here to chew bubblegum at yahoo.com. Now, before we go on, Queen, Jeff is not good for you anyway. Not even Just a little bit butter of butter. peanut butter is good for you. That has good protein peanut in it. Peanut butter, but Jeff has, um, what is it, xylitol in it? Well, what kind of peanut butter is good for you? You bring me down sometimes. Takes eleven hundred peanut <laughs> peanuts to make a jar of peanut butter. Takes two to fill your mom's mouth. Oh, that's all I can think about. 
Thank you very much, uh, Angela. The uh, she she says I'm addicted now. So glad to come to watch. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Are we taking a break? Uh, do you guys want to take a break? And we can take a break and come back in segment one uh, if you want to. I mean, we usually take a break. I'm just keeping up with. How about we take a break? Uh, we will have uh, a uh, a uh, story about. Um, uh, I can't think of the name of it. We will have part one of a story coming up, and uh, then we'll come back with with segment one. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll be back in how many minutes, Rebecca? Ten. Ten minutes on the Twitch show. Have a pee. Go have a smoke. There you go. Just ten minutes on the Twitch show. Just a few minutes on the podcast show. Again, you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll be back in just a moment. It's John the Bod, a.k.a. The Bodfather. I have a new podcast entitled Beyond the Paranormal, which is on every Tuesday night on Beyond the Paranormal YouTube page. And we'll be streaming shortly on our Facebook page as well. If you want some information on the paranormal and cryptids such as UFOs, Bigfoot, Dogman, come and check out Beyond the Paranormal every Tuesday on Beyond the Paranormal podcast YouTube site and also soon on our Facebook page. Keep checking back, folks. We're going to have a lot of great guests, a lot of great information. Have a good one. Hello. We are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. 3301. What follows is the most elaborate interactive puzzle you've ever heard of. It's one for the books. Cicada 3301. This image was posted to 4chan in January 2012, and as with everything else on the internet, its credibility was debated, and ultimately, people brushed it off as a hacker trying to get attention. But those that were curious realized quickly that opening the image in Notepad led you to this message. This code is written in Caesar cipher, a substitution code named after Julius Caesar who used it to send secretive messages. If you know cryptography, then you know how simple this kind of code is. If not, then it's much harder to figure out. This indicated that 3301 was interested in a very specific type of person. The Caesar alphabet is just the English alphabet shifted to the left. In this case, it's by four. A becomes E, B becomes F, C becomes G, and so on. Numbers and symbols follow this pattern here, and they're also shifted to the left. Once deciphered, the code led to this image. Now, if you fell for it and gave up, Cicada didn't want you anyway. Those who really wanted the truth continued studying the image and realized that the duck was telling them to upload the original image to Outguess. Doing so led to a book code and a link to a subreddit to find out which book you could apply the code to. The next steps were incredibly complicated. 
It involved Mayan numerals and something called a PGP key ID and another text key that included 23 numbers that you had to find yourself. It's complicated as hell. All I know is that it led to the passage that the book code could be applied to. And the code translated to this. When you called this number, a recording said, Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final.jpg image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com on the end to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. The missing prime numbers ended up being the dimensions of the original image. 503 times 509 times 3301 equals that number. Then you throw a .com at the end of it. The website that it led to was a single white page with an image of a cicada and a countdown. <laughs> Goose and Dirty Dan. Give the guys a break. They're not that bright. <laughs> Just cause you come into the bone And I will miss the way that you kiss me We were never carved in stone If I don't listen to the talk of the town Now I've got to fool myself I'll get over you Welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. I was just going over some news stories while we were taking a break that I'm going to be talking about in segment two. We're starting out with segment one. Uh, before we get started, and I'll be talking about this in the news, have you guys heard about the sinkhole in China where they found the uh, trees and the shrubs and all that stuff? You've not heard about it? Okay. They had to rappel down over 328 feet and... Uh, there were trees that were uh, 130 feet in length, uh, shrubs that were up to their shoulders. Could this be an inner earth opening that's recently yes. been found? Dirty I just, Dan? I have one question about that. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> like, why did they say over and then such an obscure number? Was it like 320 feet, 8 feet and 7 inches? Like... I have no idea. You have to you you'll have to go watch the videos and read the story. It's very fascinating, though. Very fascinating. It measured as uh, measured. I'm sorry, my uh, hit came out there as big as the St. Louis Arch. Thank you very much, beautifully calm, for that comment and for all you do on the show. Um, I think it's a fascinating story. I think it's fascinating. I'm gonna have to look it up later. Well, so here we have here. Let me show you. Mm. <coughs> Shit, I hit the wrong button. Hold on, I'm doing the things. <laughs> I'm clicking the things. Jumanji, hey, exactly. That is it, Dirty Dan. That's a hell of a hole. That's what she said. <laughs> I had to well, throw Rebecca that. In. Re Rebecca knows my crass saying about that. So I have I have a theory that like so the sinkhole right if we're all changing our frequency and Gaia is changing her frequency does that mean that we've 
we've like leveled up to the next one and more things are getting revealed that support the reality that we know is true. Like did the vibrations that were at cause that sinkhole to now be exposed? Like that's another veil that got removed. That's a, that's is a great question. That is a great question. Um, let's see. Karma says goose, your country's showing. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, people have told me before that I sound like Bill Clinton. So that was a long time ago. Someone told me that. Uh, did you have sexual relations with that girl? No, no, I did not. Uh, so it's like the Great Wall of China. If you missed that part, then they missed it. And going back to what you said, Rebecca, that I mean, that's very true. Back several, several years ago, what was the hurricane that hit uh, uh, Louisiana back in 06? Katrina, that yeah. was no, okay. Not, yeah. Wait, what was the other one? Oh, Florence. Yeah, but but I'm talking about uh, Katrina. That's what I wanted to name Charlotte. Florence uh, was East Coast. Katrina was Gulf Coast. Okay. Yeah. You had a lot of people back then that there was this group of, they weren't necessarily a religious group, but it was uh, uh, supposed to hit one particular part of I think Florida and and something, and you had a group of over I don't know how many thousands of people had prayed and thought positive thoughts for this storm to not hit this particular area in Florida, and instead it hit uh, Louisiana. Now this group came out later and said that they thought that all of their uh, prayers and positive thoughts and may have shifted the storm. I don't know if that's possible, but if you get enough people thinking stuff, it's going to come true. And uh, Rebecca's flap, uh, yes. flapping her wings. Please yes. jump in. Yes. Collective consciousness. Yes. The universe. Everything is energy. Just like that's how I know that the, the weather is changing and the clouds are real. If you want to test this, if you want to test your your energy and how you can control energy and influence nature and work with nature, make clouds disappear. Literally go outside, pick a cloud and like take your fingers and play with it and like erase it with your hand and like really send all of your energy to it and it will fucking disappear before your eyes. So I do agree. And I think that that, that goes into the planetary ascension theory that goes into all the things that um, uh, Dolores Cannon talks about too. Like, we collectively, the Schumann resonance, all of it, we collectively influence all of this. That's why the collective conscious is so important. That's why meditation works. That's why karma exists. That's why the confirmation bias is a thing because our brains are going to constantly pick out the things that we told it was true so that it can confirm the reality. That, that, that makes sense. I've always been fascinated at the, at the study, and there's not a lot of study of the brain that I found like actual study, but the power of the mind and the brain, I think it's fascinating. Well, we only use, they say we only use about 13% of our brain or something like that because we have been conditioned, suppressed, and programmed to not unlock all of those other features yeah. like telekinesis and telepathy and having the ability to literally manipulate time and control different densities of our realm, right? Yeah. And well, so when we, when we tap into that, though, and we use our full mind, look at the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. You don't think your mind's powerful? Look at the yeah. placebo effect. Now, I, I have met quite a few people in my day that use less than 
of their brain. <laughs> those those type of people are out there. Out there. Uh, yes, and uh, this last comment here, beautifully calm made, they they did uh, release documents on that, and they, I think in those documents they released how you could uh, astro uh, project and time travel, and I do know that during one of the wars, you had a bunch of psychics that the government paid to get together to try to find out bomb sites and where weapons was at and so forth. Um, you know, and that goes back to the and I'll be talking about the uh, Congress UFO meetings in the news segment. But if this stuff is not real and not possible, why are we spending money on it to have briefings and hearings on it? I mean, come on, you know. Yeah, the, gov- yeah. the, the government, bless you, the government does waste money. But, you know, why? Why are, why are they wasting their time, you know, if, if this stuff is, could not be real? Uh, I'm going to move on to segment one, and this is something that I heard about a few months ago. Uh, did you know that in 1942, actually September 9th, 1942, that a pilot representing the country of Japan bombed Oregon, did you, the state of Oregon? Did you guys know this? It happened on, uh, like I said, September 9th, 1942, and hopefully I don't butcher this uh, Japanese pilot's name. His name was Nubo Fiatu, he dropped incendiary bombs that were meant to start forest fires in Oregon, near Brookings, Oregon. Now, due to recent rain in that area, uh, the bombs fizzled out. They did not do what they were intended to do. Some websites reported that 11 people died when this happened. Um, The official website for Oregon and Brookings, Oregon, they don't list any deaths. Okay? Now... In 1962, the town of Brookings invited the pilot, Nobu, to the town. The Japanese government convinced him that if he went, he would be arrested and tried as a war criminal. Okay, when Nobu came to Brookings, he gave the city a 4,000-year-old family uh, katana in friendship and stated that he was ashamed of his actions 20 years earlier. He was surprised that the citizens of this town met him with respect and affection, although there were some older people that didn't want him there, and it caused controversy. He was so impressed by their kindness uh, that in return, he said that he would pay for some of their high school students to visit Japan. He owned a company when he made this promise. His company went bankrupt, but in 1985, he footed the bill and took three of those students to Japan. He returned to Brookings in 1990, 1992, and 1995. In 1992, he planted a tree in the forest that he once tried to destroy. And in 1995, he physically moved the sword from Brookings City Hall to a new library that he helped raise money for. In return... Um, he was made an, an honorary citizen of Brookings, Oregon, uh, shortly uh, before he passed away at age 85 in 1997. His daughter traveled to the bomb site and spread some of his ashes on the bomb site. And that is history. You can look that up. Now, 
the the purpose of this story that I'm sharing with you this week, you may you know be a hardcore UFO uh, conspiracy theory guy, and you're thinking that has nothing to do with UFOs and this and that. No, it does not. But it has to do with human nature and human spirit. People make mistakes. Sometimes they make big mistakes. This may upset you. This may cause controversy. This guy was a former a trained kamikaze pilot. And he became ashamed of trying to bomb this small town in Oregon. So much so that he regretted it. He gave his family sword to this town. They made him an honorary citizen. Now, think about that for a second. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. You can forgive anyone. We all make mistakes. We're all human Sometimes we aren't proud of the mistakes that we make. Uh, if you're ever given the chance to make up for a mistake that you've made or to make amends, do something. Do something nice for someone. It will make the world a better place. Just do it. Now, if somebody has absolutely wronged you, don't harbor feelings of hate because that will destroy you. You can forgive that person and stay away from person. Stay away from that person. But I, I just think that that story is a beautiful story. And, you know, there, there's love and understanding and kindness there. And we need more people like that pilot and that town in the world today. And, you know, we, we've always talked about how Stuff we talk on the, talk about on the show goes hand in hand. I had no clue when we opened up the show that we were going to talk about and touch on subjects that we did, but I think that story fits right in with you know how we opened up the show, and uh, you know again we're all human. If you can do something nice, please do something nice. And uh, Karma says that's a beautiful story of forgiveness, love, and understanding. It it really is. Uh, Dirty Dan, what's your thoughts on that story? If you had not heard about that, um, yeah, there. Being a, a fan of of aviation and history, um, and especially World War II, um, I got to see firsthand a meeting of elderly pilots. Uh, it was an F four U Corsair pilot and a it was what they called a zero. Um, kamikaze fighter uh pilot at a world war ii weekend and you know they had evidently been in a dogfight together and at the end of the day you know it's they're just two humans from two different places that are only doing a job and i think if everybody can think like them and though they shot at each other 60 70 years prior and and wanted to, to kill the other person you know at the end of the day, they're still just human and, and, and we're all alike. And so they were able to sit and, and enjoy trying to talk to each other a little bit of a language barrier, but, um, you know, I, I, just like you said, if you can do something to, to make the world a better place then just do it. Definitely. Uh, Rebecca, what's your thoughts on that story? You know, I had never heard of that. I was never taught that in school. There's a lot of things that, you know, I guess the education system liked upon when I was growing up that they never talked about Nikola Tesla. They never talked, they never talked about this. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Rebecca? 
They don't tell us a lot of things. And sorry about that. I was having a sneezing attack here. You, um, you're okay. <laughs> they don't. Uh, they don't tell us about a lot of things. I think for a lot of reasons, especially a story like that where you see, you know, you see the coming together, you see the unity, you see the agreeing to disagree. They don't want that. They want the division. They want people to stay fighting. They because then we're easier propaganda. to propaganda. Propaganda, exactly. And then as far as it, it. Um, thank you. The guilty part. I just I want to I want to address that like about doing good things and I and I truly believe that humans are good right like like on the whole generally if we look at the percentage of it that percentage of good is going to be higher than that percentage of, of bad I'm not saying that bad people don't exist and I'm not saying that people don't do bad things and I'm also not saying that good people don't do bad things right based on the perspective that you look at it at because to a bird a cat is terrifying, right? What might be bad to you is what they needed to do for survival, right? Yeah. But don't feel don't feel guilty about feeling guilty and that hate and that like what you were saying to forgive. Forgive, let it go. You don't have to forget. Forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. And I just I I, I want to make that distinction, and right. I feel like you're you're allowed to grieve. I just made a video about this too, so it's it's awful funny that like our conversations <laughs> just kind of track this way. But you're okay to grieve the relationship that you used to have. You're okay. It's okay to grieve that past life that you that you had, right? Like my four, five years ago, my life was completely different, and there's aspects of that that I miss, and I'm allowed to grieve that part of my life and miss that and understand that I can let it go. I don't ever have to forget it, but I can forgive myself for the choices that I made at that time. And I can also grieve the fact that that's never coming back and that's okay. Well, how many people, if your government is telling you, if, if you go there, you're going to be put in jail and tried as a war criminal. How many people would actually step up and go he did because he regretted what he did so much. Yeah. You know, there's very few people that would do that. And uh, you can, I even read some, you know, that his daughters stated that, you know, he, he, he was just very impressed. And, uh, you know, that's probably putting it lightly by the kindness that he was shown. And, you know, he helped raise money for the library in that town. He took those students to Japan on his own dime. Uh, and, you know, that is an amazing story. It just tells about the human spirit. And I think that as a society, we forget that sometimes. And I just wanted to take time to talk about that story and just remind people that, you know, what you said, there is good in people. I do think that there is good in everyone. Some of them it's a little bit harder to find. Um, Some but, of it you want to force out with a chair to the face, but yeah. Well, there, Yeah, there you go. Definitely, because he had integrity, you know. And, I mean, 20 years after his government's telling him not to go, he went back. That says a lot about this man. And, uh, you know, we need more people in the world like that. Uh, Dirty Dam, what subject do you have for us this week? Totally, totally different topic. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I was intrigued by a story that was titled Alien Alley. Uh, about the abundance of UFO activity in Chile. Um, 
the uh, the thing that is the most intriguing about Chile for me that I got from this is that more of the country is uninhabited and nothing more than miles and miles of untouched, untouched desert and valleys and, and woodland and even cave systems, um, which pretty much makes an ideal place for UFOs to be able to come and go largely undetected. Um, and just the article has a bunch of different stories and accounts. And this is dating back to like the thirties. Um, and especially during world war two and post world war two era, um, with a place called friendship Island. I don't know if you're aware. I have heard of friendship Island. Yes. So that was Hitler's sanctuary. Um, there's a lot of Nazi wartime stuff that is there can be traced back to there. Um, and even continued on after World War II as like a secret German-American Cold War project area. Um, The Chilean Navy and a patrol boat, um, well, the Chilean Navy sent a patrol boat to travel to Friendship Island to see if they could uncover any more stuff fairly recently. Um, And out of the blue the weather turned severe enough that they had to go back to the mainland and it's done this every time they've tried to go back. Um, and it's, it's kind of been a, a downward spiral um, from a sighting that was actually captured by a news crew for almost 10 minutes. Um, that is actually on the show ancient aliens. Uh, they go over it and they can't dispute the footage whatsoever. And it happened on November 11th in 2014 um, while the Chilean Navy was running a training exercise with a forward-looking infrared camera system from a helicopter. Um, and all of a sudden, in the middle of it, everything came to a screeching halt because they noticed this bizarre object moving through the sky at a pretty much a matching altitude. Um, and it stayed there. And like I said, a camera crew was able to keep it in sight for almost 10 minutes. And then towards the end of it, a strange vapor was suddenly emitted from the craft and it was no longer visible to the crew or any camera to the naked eye. It was still showing up on radar, but it was no longer visible. And uh, that footage was finally released about three years later and uh, it's, it's been tied back to a geoglyph in the Atacama Desert um, that releases a vapor trail and will disappear. And that's sitting in the earth. Um, and the geoglyph is actually bigger than the Nazca lines. I don't know if you're familiar with that, um, or the Nazca pyramids. So, uh, I, I kinda, I kinda want to, well, I know I can't, but I would like to go to to Chile and and, and get to experience this stuff for myself because it's I mean it's it's five to six viable sightings now a week it seems. Um, well, maybe you will get that chance someday. Yeah, I mean it's gonna have to be by boat because I don't really fit on planes that well anymore. Yeah, and yes, yeah, you can. You just have to get a first class seat. They have bigger seats. You would fit fine. I'm paying for that shit. Well, so maybe hey, maybe Sirius XM will pay for that shit this time next year. So, 
Hey, serious. Where you at? <laughs> hey, Can we d- make it two tickets, please? <clears throat> well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have three. So, you know. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I'm not getting on a plane. Why? Mm-mm. Why? No. She's no. A, not the biggest fan of flying. Okay. Do you ride... I- do you ride have, roller coasters at amusement parks? Uh, as long as they don't go backwards and in a circle, I'm good with roller coasters. I've flown so many times in my life, Goose. I've flown like long flights. Like I flew to Korea. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm all set on flying. I'm no longer getting in a tin can packed with sardine people and trying to defy fucking the theory. Some of them do smell like sardines. No. Okay. Yeah, like, not, so, like, so you guys are actually. I uh, agree in with Kenneth Copeland. He don't want to be in a tin can with all the demons, right? I don't. I, I don't. And I just, I don't know. Like, my flight back from Korea, yo, like, it was some really bad turbulence. And I'm just not, I'm not about, like, crashing and burning out of the sky. Well, like, that's not, it's not how it ends for me. I, you know, the, the last flight I was on a few weeks ago coming back from Florida, there was a little bit of turbulence. Uh I hate, what I hate about flying is layovers. I had rather, and I've had a handful of flights that that is straight there. I love those flights where there's no layovers. You know where you don't have to get off the damn plane, get back on the damn plane, get off the plane again. I love the straight flights. I love those. Uh, there's um, quite a few of those out of Louisville and Cincinnati. You know you can fly from. Louisville to Vegas, straight. You can fly from Louis, from uh, Cincinnati to Dallas, Texas, straight. I love those a lot better. I'm but just you can't not. really fly from Cincinnati to Louisville. Why? Why would you want to? By the time the plane took up in the air, it would be landing. So <laughs> I'm just saying it's not a thing. Just I'm just I not. Love that I don't even know if I'm getting it's. It, it also boils down to like <clears throat> control issues too, uh-huh. like. If we're going anywhere, I'll drive. Like, I'll drive. We'll right. drive separate. Like, I'm no. not going with anybody else either, right? So, I think, like, I don't even know if I'd get on a boat, right? Because there was enough room for two people on the door. I'm just saying. But, like, I don't – I it's oh a control God. thing. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not in – I I don't like it. Nope. I'll stay here. I love road trips. I I love driving and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, driving. I'm a huge fan of road trips and I'm, I'm going to be honest, you know, I, I see these videos on TikTok of people traveling around in their cars and sleeping in their cars and washing clothes in a laundromat and showering at, at, at gyms and stuff. I envy that. I want to do that. The time is coming where I am going to do that for, you know, maybe a, uh, a month or so, but I am going to do the that. You know, hopefully uh, within the next two years, I'm I'm going to do that. I just God, all these all these topics, and all I have are terrible, terrible jokes that I just have to bite my tongue on. You get one, Dirty Dan. You get no. Give us, give us one of them. Give us one of your terrible jokes. Well, I mean, (laughs) all right. Trigger warning here, flockers. <laughs> we all know what happened last time. There's a big road trip. Everybody was all about watching, right? Just ask Gabby. <clears throat> now, um, I love Angela's comment there. Road trip to Jacksonville next goose. We have a spare room. Definitely because Jacksonville is uh, near one of my favorite towns in Florida, St. Augustine. Uh, 
So if anybody's never been You're to St. Augustine. person at heart. What's that? You like St. Augustine? St. Augustine is like one of the best cities in Florida ever because it's not overcrowded. There's stuff to do. It's uh, historic. It's beautiful, you know, landscape and, and so forth. If anybody has never been, see, 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 Angela knows what I'm talking I got, about. I got it, I got it. If, she lives in Florida. <laughs> so, but if you've never been to St. Augustine, I highly recommend it. Why don't you like St. Augustine, Dirty Dan? It's not that I don't like it. It's just funny hearing you listen. Like, all right, Goose, make sure you're in bed by three with your Gerald and take your dentures and put them in their wash. So you're saying St. Augustine is for older people. No, 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 it's not. No, it is oh, absolutely not. It is a great town. It is a great town. I'm, I'm not saying it's not a great town, but just the you're you're sitting here saying, "Oh, it's not overcrowded. It's, it's nice not and peaceful. It's, you can see it history is. like that is that is, is just okay." So you like going to cities where traffic's bumper to bumper and it takes you thirty minutes to drive a mile, right? Is that what you're saying? Didn't say that. It sounds say like that. to me that's what you're saying. I don't. Did not say I, that. I don't. I don't like that. Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? Um, I, I just, I just like giving my two cents on me finding it's a story. The same it's, answer it's every happen. week. It's never going to happen. Here. Yeah. Yes, it is. You it's can, you can happen. talk about something. Have, have you ever been to St. Augustine, Florida, Rebecca? No. Dirty Dan, you need to take her to St. Augustine, Florida. I, I don't want to go to Florida. I listen. The, the less that I, ha I don't want to leave my property. <laughs> like I don't, and I don't need to. Eventually, I won't need to. You're, you're, you're calling me old dirty Dan, wearing dentures and taking Geritol, and she don't want to leave her property. An old person don't want to leave their property. That's because she's a hermit. Well, there is yeah. nothing wrong with being a hermit. Nothing wrong at all. Permit. I just don't like Muggle Land. There's nothing out there for me. I'll go disappear on the property into the Time Portal Barn. That's fine. You okay. don't have to worry about me. But you were just talking about taking road trips. How can you take road trips if you don't like to leave your property? And the conundrum begins. <clears throat> Listen, I'm like a cat, all right? Like, I like the attention. <laughs> I like to be social. I like on my terms. And then 45 minutes is my cutoff, and I'm done, and I got to go. Got you. Got you. Like, I got to leave. We're all set. I'm, I'm people that I've reached my people-o-meter. And different days, it varies, right? Like, I can do a bunch of lives. I can talk to a bunch of people. Like, my people-o-meter is strong. I can go to three stores. Other days, if I see anybody other than the Amazon guy coming up my driveway, I'm going to lose it, right? Like, I just can't. You know, and, and I, you know, working with the public, I, I can understand there's some days you just want to, you know, you just want to chill and be on your own and not even have to talk to anybody. I can totally understand that. I can totally understand that. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast show, we are going to take a break. You will hear the news. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail for Here to Chew Bubblegum at 606-373-3396. It's now time for Here to Chew Bubblegum News. I am Goose reporting. Congress held their first UFO meetings in over 50 years, and some scientists want to be let in on the investigation. 
Congress held an open congressional meeting on Tuesday on Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or UAPs, also better known as Unidentified Flying Objects, for the first time in five decades. Top Pentagon officials told a House panel that there are now close to 400 reports from military personnel of possible encounters with UFOs, a significant increase from the 144 tracked UFOs that was released in a major report last year by the U.S. intelligence community. The hearing uh, was held before a U.S. intelligence subcommittee, including testimony from defense officials following a nine-page report released last year, which investigated more than 140 instances of strange sightings by fighter aircraft instruments and pilots. Officials were only able to explain one of the incidents, and that was reported to be a large deflated balloon. Representative Andre Carson, a Democrat from Indiana and chairman of the subcommittee, said at the start of the hearing that UAPs are a potential national security threat and they need to be treated that way. Chinese cave explorers have discovered a 630-foot deep sinkhole containing a massive ancient forest. Cave explorers found the massive ancient uh, forest hidden inside of a giant sinkhole. The sinkhole measured over a thousand feet in length and was nearly 630 feet deep. The explorers rappelled down with more than 328 feet inside the sinkhole before tracking several hours to reach the bottom. Once they reached the bottom, they found ancient trees 130 feet tall and plants that came up to their shoulders. Cops stop a driverless car. The driverless car seems to flee and confusion ensues. Welcome to the future in which police officers have to learn to deal with self-driving cars, which may not always cooperate. An Instagram video published on April the 2nd showed police officers in San Francisco pulling over an autonomous vehicle operated by crews, likely because its front lights were off. The video shows the officer walking around the fully driverless vehicle, trying to open the doors before giving up. Then the vehicle takes off and drives another 30 meters or so before stopping after the next intersection. The police follow, and then we see the officers once again trying to open the driverless car's door and perhaps turn its lights on. According to Cruz, the car behaved as expected. A spokesperson for Cruz told The Verge that the car wasn't fleeing the police. Instead, it pulled over at the nearest, safest location. Notably, a human driver could get into a lot of trouble just driving off like that. For Here to Chew Bubblegum News, I am Goose. Shopping mall near the city that moves mountains. 
You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum with Goose and Dirty Dan. With segment three and the question of the week responses, and Rebecca, can you read us some of those responses? And remind. Yeah, so, so the question of the week was, what do you think humanity's most positive trait is? And we got some amazing, amazing answers. And I'm not, I'm not going to uh, read all of them. But what I will do for you is somehow, can I share? Ah, uh, please tell me that I can. Okay. And while she is doing that, the new question work. of the week will be provided by Dirty Dan. Can you guys see that? Is it big or is it little? Uh, it's little. It's little. That's what she said. Okay. It's not much, but it's honest. That's what she said. All right. Yep. Uh, hold on a second. I'm having technical difficulties. Talk about something else. Dirty Dan, you're going to provide the new question of the week. Don't give it away just yet. But uh, how long did it take you to prepare this week's question of the week? About 35 minutes. Really? Wow, you've put a lot of thought into this. I cannot wait to hear it. Um, I had, I had, I had three of them. <clears throat> one I found, and that that sparked me into two other ones that I formed myself. And one of them I formed myself is what I'm going to be asking. <clears throat> okay. Um, while uh, Rebecca is working on that, um, I talked to Rebecca and Dirty Dan earlier this week about having my mom back on the show and contacting her every so often. And I want to get everyone's comments on Twitch. Please, after I ask this question, let me know what you think. I think it will be hilarious. Um, I think Dirty Dan did too, but he said that we shouldn't do it. I think the next time that my mom's on it, that we call my mom on the show, I'm going to have some clips set up. I'm going to have some real movie clips set up. Of, of, of noises that insinuate people are lovemaking. And I'm going to have clips of porn set up where people are actually doing it. And I'm going to have my mom pick. <laughs> and uh, the queen is shaking her head. She does not like this bit. I'm going to have my mom pick what is a real movie and what is a porn. I think that we would have a great time at that. I think my mom's uh, responses will be great. I think that we will laugh. What do you guys watching on Twitch think? Do you think that I should play this game with my mom the next time she's on or not? Now, remember, for the porno ones, you got you to gotta take the clip that's like the introduction. That's, right, like you the know, pizza guy showing up to the door. <clears throat> you'll yes. never guess it. And then the movie's got to take the dirty parts to really reverse it and just make it. Well, see, now you're giving mind. away all the secrets, Dirty Dan. <clears throat> Not to not to Mama Goose. Yeah, no. See, not to Mama uh, Goose. See, and, and all the responses, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Laughy face, yes, 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 and yes. Plead the fifth, so that means that Beautifully Calm does want that. I think Shit it will be hilarious. I, I think it will be hilarious. And, you know, the next time I, we call my mom on the show, I'm definitely going to do that. Um, all right, we, let's see if this works. Can you... Is it all of them or is it some of them? It's all of them. It's all of them. Okay, let's stop, share. I'm struggling this morning with this. Why is this so fucking hard? All right, let's try this one. There we go. Okay. Oh, now it works. There you go. So we got a lot of, so this was for the question of the week. So we got a lot of 
community, love, resilience, creativity. Um, but I'm just going to scroll through these. If you see any that pop out that you want to read, um, I think I screenshotted all of them. There was like almost over 80 comments. Uh, compassion. This one's probably my favorite. And I actually saved this one to make a video back to. And this was from Stone. And he said, individualism and the capacity for each of us to personally evolve beyond what has been bestowed by nature and nurture. And that's probably my favorite answer. Yeah. That, that, that is an awesome answer. Yes, please make a video back, back to that. Uh, I want Rebuilding think- after destruction, empathy, forgiveness, a lot of resilience. Love. Buffalo chicken subs apparently is one of them. I mean, he's not wrong. Empathy, <laughs> <laughs> the ability to understand beyond surface re- reflections. I mean, people put a lot of like thought into this question, and I really, I really liked, I really liked the question of the week. Uh, you, you, I mean, that was like one of the best questions of the week we've ever had. Uh, and I, I want to thank everyone that did respond to the question of the week. The new question of the week. Take it away, Dirty Dan. And remember, I'm jotting this down back here. So, so go slow. Well, I mean, you can you can read your question of the week for this week, but then if I have to say, well, what was that again? You know, how would you introduce someone to what is now everyday life if they had been in a frozen sleep for two hundred years? Welcome to the Thunderdome. Here's your armor. <laughs> that is a very good question. That is a very good question. How would you introduce someone who was in a frozen sleep? How would you introduce someone to everyday life now who was in a frozen sleep for 200 years? Man, could you just imagine? Was in a... Frozen sleep. Yeah, I know. It feels like I'm in school copying off somebody. So the question was, how would how would you introduce someone to everyday life who was in a frozen sleep to for two hundred years? Yep. That is a very so two hundred years. So what? Wait a second. Hold on. What year was it? Two hundred years ago. Someone do the math for me. Eighteen twenty-two. Eighteen twenty-two. So eighteen twenty-two. They passed out and now it's 2022 and we're like get ready for get, just get ready wow i mean could you because you had in 1822 you had uh you know the horse and buggy you had the cabins uh the civil wars coming up about what 40 years from then the old west period 40 years from then you had hot air balloons Wow. Alan said shit 200 years. How do you explain the last five? Exactly. Fair enough. That, that's a great response. Fair enough. I think first I would be, first I would say, hello, did you have a good nap? Let me bring you up to speed on what's happened. Make them watch the Simpsons. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. Definitely make them watch the Simpsons. Well, you have to explain what TV is. So... Well, well, I, I mean, you got to think. Yeah, but it would be easy to explain TV. You could be like, here's uh, recorded. Why well, they wouldn't know what recording mean. Here is theater in this little box. Theater? I mean, you got to you got to yes. think, though, like back then it Greece was still a heavy power um, in the world. The 
first group of freed slaves uh, from the U.S. returned to Africa. No. Um, in 1822, freed slaves returned to Africa? Really? Yeah. Okay. There was the biggest, well, up, up to then, the biggest by a landslide maritime disaster in China with 1,600-plus people that died on a boat that sank in the South China Sea. Um, the Ottoman Empire was still going back and forth trying to war and take over countries like um there was <clears throat> there's a lot going on then I like, like Bo- the Boston became state. a city in 1822 Boston did okay so we're kind of in the city so like not much has changed it just looks fancier but that's what's everyday uh, life because and that's why I picked 200 years because the world in a whole or in a nutshell it, it's still the same, yeah. but everyday life has changed. So <laughs> particularly everyday life, like instead of getting mm-hmm. up in 1822 and going to milk the goats, like it's time to, it's time to check. It's time to check your, you got to like, see who got a hold of you and like yeah. what you got to do. I, I got you. Mm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I like karma's comment at this point. Uh, I'd be like, you might want to just go back to bed. <laughs> that That's a very good one. Um, right, like I have the most questions for you. Like I, I would have more questions than instead of telling, like, tell yeah. me about what you fell asleep. Like, what's the last thing you remember? Well, you have to remember <laughs> too. I mean, you had people dying of uh, diarrhea back then as well. You have people that have diarrhea now. Amber Heard shitting in the bed. Well, yeah, that's a whole. <laughs> you mean Amber Turd? <laughs> yeah, Amber Turd. That uh, dude, I, I have. When I'm scrolling through online and I see that, I have to stop and watch just a little bit of that. Um, now, that that is very good. How much of that is true? Alan. Very yeah. good. They might be able to tell us more truth and we could tell them. You're exactly think, yeah. right. You're exactly because right. Because if you think about it back then, they didn't have the programming. They didn't have all of the poisons in their food. They were very close to source. They appreciated nature more than we do now and were more intact. I bet they use, if we're talking about brain capacity and being they were able blue to people in Kentucky. shit. Yes. <laughs> like, I have all the questions. Yeah, the, I have the, all the, the questions. The blue people were in the 50s, not 1950s. Not, yeah, not no, 18. No, it had been like that for... Well, yeah, 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 they'd had like that. They were just finally discovered. (laughs) You know, and and you had a lot of people, too, die young back then because of of simple stuff. Um, Like 30s, early 40s was was living life. Yeah, well, I I would be past my prime. So, uh, Dirty Dan provided the question of the week. The question of the week this week, how would you introduce someone to everyday life who was in a frozen sleep for? 200 years that is a great question so everyday life not world events everyday life because again the world is still in this like dystopia kind of deal back then as it is now yeah i mean there's there's just a bunch of bs going on everywhere everyday life could you imagine giving somebody a starbucks that just woke up from a 200 year they would be like it it may make them sick with all the additives and all the stuff they put in it could you imagine handing them a cell phone? Oh, they oh, and then freaking out. <laughs> they would think that. I mean, hell, you would. Uh, when was it, the Salem witch trials? Were long after the eighteen twenty two, though. Correct. They were before. They were that. like, yeah, they were. Or, uh, that's what I meant before. They were like in yeah. the sixteen seventeen hundreds. 
1600s. Yep. Yeah. So, well, hell, they may say you're a witch. Um, we're going to wrap things up. Our weekly shout out to who, one of my favorite TikTokers, and she's joined us on Twitch. Uh, Angela is Finally. the chick. And that's spelled S-C-H-I-C-K. Her bio on TikTok says, home of the worst content that one lady from TikTok has ever seen. And uh, be sure to check her out again. TikToker Angela is the chick. S-C-H-I-C-K. Don't forget. So we're, are we doing a TikTok shout out of the week now, too? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, and uh, for those of you last week, I, uh, I, Fred Bryant did get uh, some more people added. And uh, he made a video the other day where he woke up out of bed, opened his eyes, and just farted really loud. And uh, so, you know, Fred, Fred, is a, Fred is a great human. Uh, check out Fred. But be sure, though, to check out Angela is the Schick, S-C-H-I-C-K. Uh, I want to uh, remind everyone about upcoming episodes of Mingo Moments, Cooking with Dirty Dan, and The Shipwreck Show. Dirty Dan, take it away. And as always, be sure to go over and check out uh, our friends of the show. We have Carbon Capture Shield. You can check them out at carboncaptureshield.com. That is the company from our very own DJ, Nikki the Second. Uh, don't forget to go on YouTube and check out Adventures of Purpose. Go to the website, adventureswithpurpose.com, or the one Goose struggles with the most. Spread the message, spread the word, spread the awareness. Kill Val Halla Project. Project. I can say Kill it now. I can say it. I like st- Louisville. Yeah, you just got to like put marbles in your mouth before you speak. You'll be fine. Louisville. Did you say Louisville? Louisville. It's Louisville. No, it's Louisville. It's Louisville. 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 Well, I know what it's not. It's not Louisville. No, no, it is not Louisville. So. Or Louisville. Or Louisville. Yeah, that's what Bob says. Bob calls it Louisville. Oh, um, I want to say special thanks to Carlin for all the voiceover work, and be to, uh, sure to check out and support friends of our shows that have their own shows. I'm talking about CK and Uncle Bill over at DeadPet.com, Talk Junkie, and Retro Cult with Justin Perkins, Jordan Brad of Down on the Holler, Seth Ambergy with Seth's Deadly Podcast, Elliot Gertie and Beagle of SpookyFamilyPodcast.com, The Mount Mysteries Podcast with Chris Sloan, and if you're a fan of Cronkite, he uh, you can now hear him over at YouTube, along with uh, Snowman and Large Marge at Paranormal Trucker. Don't forget about Beyond the Paranormal Podcast with John Marshall every Tuesday at 8 p.m. You can find that on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And as always, if you want to awaken more, be sure to check out my friend, uh, the lovely Queen of the Flock, Rebecca Short, on TikTok and Twitch. I thought you were going to put somebody else's name in there. For no, a second. no, no, I, no, I, 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 I was, here. no, I was pausing, pausing to give you props. We've got to have the spooky family back on soon. Yes, we will. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week. And until then, so long for now. Maybe I'm not leaving. Maybe I'm just going home. Thanks for listening. Flock her out. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.